Howdy folks, welcome back to the Newsprint Commando. I'm your host, Ed Moore. This is episode 23 of the show. We're looking at Adventurers Volume 1, Issue Number 3, as published by, I believe, Adventure Comics slash with the help of Aircell. Nope, this just says Adventure Publications, so this is actually theirs this time. If you want to send me any feedback, you can tweet me at Teal Productions or News P Commando. Teal is spelled T-E-A-L. Uh, Teal Productions has a page on Facebook. I am IndieMan.com at gmail.com is the email address. Indie is I-N-D-I-E. ComicBookNoise.com slash T-N-C. Tango November Charlie is the website. And we have forums at justanotherfanboy.freeforums.net. Now, this issue is scripted for us by Scott Bank, or Benke, and the pencils and inks are by Kent Burles, with Mr. Sue still doing the full-color front covers. So we open the inside front cover with 246 Um, adds little blurbs for what is coming up from Adventure Comics. We have Adventures 4, Adventures 0, Adventures 1, second printing, then Elf Warrior, which is a new title, I believe. Well, of course it is, because it says number one, duh. Um, Adventures number five, and Ninja Elite number one. Now, not necessarily any interest in Elf Warrior number one, other than to read it, and because it has art from Peter Sue. But The Ninja Elite is a book that follows Nightwind prior to Adventurer Zero. And Adventurer Zero is the story of how all eight of these disparate people got together in one group. So it's kind of um, not Nightwind's origin story per se, but the adventures of Nightwind prior to joining Adventurers in issue number zero, which they published after issue number four. So our story opens with Koran, and we get a little bit more insight into the order that he's a member of, the city of Ur, which is where everybody is now gathered. Um, He he is not a good person, Koran. He is not a member of a good group. Uh, They are evil. They're very evil. Uh, Some of their watchdogs, their watch people, look like skeletons with flesh melting off of them. So I think that's a sign that perhaps he is not neutral evil, but just full-out chaotic evil. And he meets with Kamandaku, who is the leader of the order um, overall, I believe, or at least the leader of his order here in Ur. So Koran is on a mission for his um, sect, which, let me see, I didn't write it down here. No, I don't see what the name of the sect is, but it's it's a dark sect that Koran is a member of and working for. And his conversation with this leader uh, is just, it, it tells you how very evil all of them are. He, uh, the leader asks if the rest of his party can be converted to uh, worship their god of chaos that they worship. And Koran is like, nah, I doubt it. He says, well, then they'll have to be disposed of ultimately. Uh, they talk about the keys of Telku, which are the key that they hunted up in the first issue and actually uh, the next um, job that they've been given is to find yet another one of the keys and they all are 
collectively the keys of Telku, and they open the door to the realms of chaos. So the evil um, dude in charge of the city, mayor, king, whatever you want to call him, who is sending out this party, Terrace, the one-eyed, um, knows what it is they're hunting and knows what he can do with it. So he may turn out to be just as evil as this chaos order that Koran is a member of. But they're continuing on. Uh, their allies are the Temple of Baal, uh, who also has a key. And um, we plan to exchange the fifth key, which is one of the keys that this order already has, for free passage through the Pass of Liam for the armies of the Shadow Alliance, who are going to attack the northern kingdoms and start the Jihad, according to Koran. So, just mean, nasty, evil people. Yeah. So, while that is going on, I assume, uh, simultaneously, because here a little bit later they all show up in the same place together. So simultaneously with Koran meeting with members of his order, Argent is doing research in the library of his order, trying to find information on keys that they could be anybody's keys to anything. You know, they really don't know the rest of the group, really don't know much about the keys individually or as a group. So Argent is trying to find some things and he does find a reference to the third key was given to the necromancer of Tecumeth, that evil jealousy would hold back a greater evil. So uh, necromancer is not a uh, fun, ha-ha kind of magic, first of all. So uh, Tecumeth is the city um, that Taurus is the king of. So with that information, Argent goes back to a bar or an inn, the, the common room of an inn here, it looks like, where they're eating and drinking and just having a dandy old uh, off time. So he is here with Shatterlock and Bladehelm, I can see here. We also see Nightwind, and that's pretty much all we see in the first panel. Um, Bladehelm is drunk, and he's acting drunk, and uh, Shatterlock gives him some grief. Grief. Uh, Koran shows up. Uh, Dekab is here in a back of a panel, and so is Sultar. But for the remainder of this tale in issue three, Sultar and Dekab don't play any part. They're with the group because I, I went back and looked to make sure uh, they are with them, but they don't they don't act or react or anything. So the other five members, remaining members of our group, are who this issue focuses on. Koran, um, actually Koran, Argent, and, or Koran, um, Shadowlock, and Nightwind are mainly who this focuses on. So Koran comes up and he gets the group and rallies them and gets them together and says, you know, what we're going to do next and is just definitely playing the part of the leader. He asks Nightwind about their next target, which are the Crimson Giants. Um, how many, what kind of thing is their fortress? What's the best way to get in? So she has discerned this information and passes it on to the party. They then enact their plan. Uh, once a month, the giants allow merchants into their fortress. So our adventurers, or I should say, that's little a, I should say the adventurers, capital A, are going to pose as merchants to gain entry to the fortress and get the key. Now, 
the precise plan is that Nightwind and Shatterlock are going to circle around behind. They're going to infiltrate the fortress secretly um, from the back, while the other five members, as a merchant group, uh, distract, if necessary, the giants having gone in the main entrance. Nightwind and Shatterlock are to infiltrate, gain the key, and get out. And then, if necessarily necessary, the rest of the group will act to uh, divert attention and definitely allow them to get out. So, we see the adventurers, first of all, uh, take over a merchant caravan by um, subduing, and then actually Koran kills the merchants, um, gaining information from them. He, he basically sucks them dry of pertinent information and leaves them dead. The rest of the party doesn't know this. I'm sure most of them would be uh, rather upset. A couple of the members, maybe, not too sure. But overall, uh, party morale would go down finding this out about Koran. In the rescuing, uh, or in the uh, claiming of the guises of these merchants, they rescue a, a young maiden who was being taken to the giants to be sold, apparently for food. So the giants must be cannibals. Well, uh, Shatterlock takes kind of a shine to her, and he's trying to arrange some alone time, but the rest of the group takes off to continue the mission and and literally grabs him up and, and takes him with them. The uh, two parties uh, diverge here with Nightwind and Shatterlock, uh, again, sneaking around the back. Koran, Argent, Bladehelm, Sultar, and Dekab staying together and going through the front. We cut to Taurus, who in a scrying pool is seeing the adventurer's adventure as they're going through it. The story then shifts to focus on Nightblade and Shadowlock as they have broken up, uh, uh, broken up, bro broken from the main group. They uh, journey on. They find a resting spot within striking distance of the castle, bed for the night, wake up the next morning, assail the cliffs at the back of the fortress, gain entrance. No guards, nothing to escape from so far. Uh, room after room after corridor after room, nothing. You would almost think the place was deserted, they say, except that all the torches are lit in the hallways. So obviously someone has been here within uh, whatever frame it takes those torches to burn down because they're still burning. But they continue the hunt. Room after passage after room, nothing. They're not finding giants. They're not finding secret keys. They're not finding anything. Um, here in this one panel near the end, they stumble into what looks to be the armory for the giants. And here they encounter a giant who yells out, foolish man, see how we treat thieves. And uh, the giant is humanoid, but it has a very um, animal ogre kind of face, pointy ears. Uh, does have five fingers, um, wears clothes, has a really nasty looking war club here it looks like and a couple um wrist gauntlets on so nightblade uh nightwind and decab are beset upon by one of the giants a giant guard perhaps and that's where the story ends so we have uh some letters pages here then we have a full page drawing of koran with a little background prose here then we have next a some background prose for Bladehelm on the page with the 
other open page, the right-hand page, a full-body drawing of Bladehelm. The next two pages are a comic book company laid out much like I've seen Mile High Comics laid out, but this is Direct Comics in Commerce, California. 6164 Peachtree Street. Uh, if anybody wants to go out there and see if they're still there, it'd be interesting. Uh, third printing of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles issue number one for only five bucks. That that caught my eye. Usagi Ujimbo number one for ten bucks. We have what? We have the first issue of Kamiko Primer for six bucks here. The earliest issue of Cerebus that they have is issue twenty three for six fifty. So New Mutants number one for two bucks. So some pretty good prices. Love and Rockets. Well, here we go. Love and Rockets number two for thirty-seven fifty. That's pretty pricey. Okay, then the next issue is a ad for Peter Sue's uh, Quadrant coming in December of eighty-six, and then the back of the the inside of the back cover is on glossy like the back cover is a full page of Argent holding that gem that he found in the treasure room in the previous issue. And the back cover is a looks almost like a cover for the next issue and actually tells us that this is the cover to Adventurers number zero. Uh, a stunning full-color painting by Peter Sue. Adventures zero contains the origin of the adventurers. Retailers should expect strong sales as it will ship in time for Christmas. Okay, so there we go. That's what goes on in this book. I, I see that after you know giving everybody some FaceTime, uh, looks like they're starting to pare down their stories a little bit to focus on certain characters. Again, like I said, we only have seven members left of our original party. Sultar and Dekab are not dealt with at all in this story. And actually for half or a little bit better than half of the story, Nightwind and Shadowlock are the two characters that are focused on with brief focus on Koran and Argent uh, in uh, vignettes. So I, I like that we're starting to to break things up a little bit. You know, we, we have some uh, reminder of how evil Taurus is. Taurus is ultimately the one giving them the jobs. He is not, though, a member of this evil order that Koran is a member of. Um, Akuris is, I believe, the god of chaos that they worship. And flipping through here really quickly, I don't see the name of the order given out here. I'm probably just missing it. But so Koran is evil. He is the leader of the adventurers. Taurus is evil. He is the person that keeps giving the adventurers jobs. So ultimately, after um, Taurus gathers up enough of these keys, the adventurers being the good guys will have to do something. Koran will have to be faced down because of his allegiance to this chaos um, order of, of monks, of, of priests. So I think that's where everything is heading. Uh, Argent, Bladehelm, Shadowlock, Nightwind, Sultar, Dekab. Uh, Dekab, maybe, is kind of on the evilish side, kind of evil-leaning. Everybody else, no. So there's, there's definitely going to be a, a face-off between the good and evil as represented by members of this group. Be interesting to see how they do that. All right, guys. Uh, next time out, Adventurers Volume 1, Issue Number 4, as we continue marching toward the end of this first year of the Newsprint Commando Show. 
talk to you guys next time. Ciao.